This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Oh, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? Mm, Coming to you live from the Ziggurat in Omaha, deep below the metro area, it is THN, cover to cover, for Saturday, January 16th, nerds. My name is Matt Baum. Hey, I guess that makes me the internet's Joe Patrick. Here's how it works. Every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Central Time, Matt and I go live on our Facebook page and on Zoom. To wrap about this week's new comics, nerd news, movies, TV, and of course, the question of the week live with our listeners. This is a live show, kids. We need you to play along. So jump into our Zoom. You can find that link at the top of our live stream on Facebook. You can call us at 402-819-4894 or click our Facebook call now button or just chat with us right there in Facebook live chat. Uh, If you're in the Zoom, please use the Facebook live chat because we're probably going to talk to you in the Zoom anyway. And that way everybody can see what we're chatting about and it's all in one place. So hooray. If you can't call in live, feel free to leave us a message or send an MP3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. But before we open the phone lines, Joey, let's reset some of this week's nerd news they may want to talk about and we'll hit them with the question of the week. All right. All right. Uh, Miles Morales is getting his very own clone saga. I saw this. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and of course, the ramifications will be felt for years to come. Oh, dot, that's dot, right. dot. We're never going to stop talking about this one. Uh, now, I will say that this uh, this does seem like it has been building uh, from early on in uh, Solid and Ahmed's run. Yes. Uh, uh, back when uh, Miles got kidnapped and experimented on. They're not just Could dropping it on you. Yeah, I mean, like, they're, they're, they've been building this. It's coming. Yeah. Um, we've got about a billion new Bat books coming from the Infinite Frontier post-Future State. I don't know if it's anything but Bat books post-Future yeah, State. It's, it's all Batman point. all the time. Yeah. Uh, like, the even next- the Superman books going to be like Batman featuring Superman. Or something. Right, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the next Batman, uh, Tim Fox, is going to get his own origin series called Second Son. It'll be digital first, uh, and then it will come to print. Um, yeah, there's a hardcover so, that's going to have the future state stuff in it and this digital thing. So, oh, yeah, right. that's kind of neat. Uh, and so, yeah, this will be like a prequel kind of uh, talking about like his falling out with his family and his road to becoming Batman, I suppose. Uh, Damian Wayne is back in a new Robin ongoing with a brand new costume. Apparently he's severed ties with Batman and the Teen Titans. I really like the new costume. I really like it. I think like the it. new costume is rad. Yeah, I love it because it's just dumb that he's running around in yellow. That's dumb. You know, I, like well, anymore. that's Robin like, for you. But that's also Batman. Like shoot at my kid friend, you know, and like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't shoot me. <laughs> shoot the bright target. <laughs> uh, Tom Taylor is getting his own Batman mini uh, drawn by Andy Kubert, where it's going to be Batman in Europe. Uh, it's called Batman colon the Dark Knight. Uh, very imaginative. Sure. But it's Tom Taylor. I'm excited for I'm excited for Tom Taylor on that, Batman. Yeah, that's I wish awesome. it was more than a mini. But I do too. We'll see. That's what I don't get. Like, just put Tom Taylor on the damn book. Come on. Oh, well, James, James, tiny onions, still all the shit over there, I guess. Uh, and it's good. And don't get me wrong. His run's been good. I like it. 
Uh, WandaVision came out yesterday. We're not going to talk any spoilers today. I can't talk about my theories, though, if we don't like get into certain stuff. And I've got some it's been whacked out theories, one man. Day. It's been one day. <laughs> I know, but still, come on. Uh, the first two the first two episodes dropped, and they were resplendent. Uh, they were wild, well, man. <laughs> apparently, Ethan Hawke has been cast in Moon Knight. I, he can only be Frenchy. He's going to be a bad guy. Oh, Bushmaster. He's going to be the villain, but I don't think he's Bushmaster. Oh, no. Bushmaster's black. Yeah. He's not Bushmaster. There's uh, all kinds ooh, of theories about ooh, who ooh. he could be, and Maybe I want to talk about that. Whacker. Oh. With the gun arms. Maybe he's a Whacker Master. Maybe he's Razor Fist. <laughs> well, there's all kinds I, of weird theories. I, I cannot name more than one Moon Knight villain. People are saying he could be playing Dracula because Get Moon Knight could tie into Blade and stuff like that. And I mean, uh, but okay, only only if they recreate that pair, that uh, that fake panel where Moon Knight's coming down the stairs. And he says, Dracula, where are you? Where's my money, you big fucking nerd? <laughs> I can see Oscar Isaac pulling that off really well, actually. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's uh, we got a lot going on this week. Uh, we might talk about some of it. We might not. I yeah. will definitely, I'm sure we'll definitely talk about WandaVision with some of these yahoos. But I would like to hear who you guys think Ethan Hawke's going to play as a bad guy from Moon Knight. And it could be completely out of left field. They haven't really done that with any of these Marvel movies or series, they've stayed fairly close to like, here's the bad guys from the comics, but yeah, I'm with you. There isn't a real compelling moon Knight nemesis, but like they're literally Bushmaster is the only moon Knight villain. I can right name. there. Now other people said he might play Khonshu and Khonshu is Ooh. not a good guy. Khonshu is like an evil Egyptian God that is constantly messing with moon Knight. So I could hear him as the voice and maybe the human form. I could see that possibly. I don't like that. Yeah. That could be cool. But I kind of I, like I kind of hope we're getting like Conchu in the suit with the bird skull face. Well, I mean, yeah, we're both, you know, you do one where he like appears as a human and he can walk amongst humans. But he's really, yeah, the jackal skull or like bird face with horns or whatever. Oh, Got to do it. Yeah. It's too scary. Yeah. I love it. All right. We have a question of the week here submitted by Ryan Mount, uh, a.k.a. a.k.a. Hebrews on the Twitter. What artists are crushing it at non Marvel, DC, or Image books right now. We're talking about true up-and-comers, true indie artists, yeah. not like big, not like big-name artists that just happen to be doing indie books. Right, right, right. Um, but you know what? Hey, if it's a if it's an artist that's new to you and you want to make a case, we're not going to stop you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll make funny a little bit, but we're not going to stop you. As uh, usual. Bon- bonus question: uh, What are your favorite artists to follow on social media to see their work? Awesome. I love that question, and I've got some thoughts on it, but let's get right into it. Frank Cirillo was the first one here. He can't raise his hand. I don't know why, but he screamed about it, so I'm going to let him in. So here we go. I'm asking to unmute you, Frank. Hey, guys. Hey, how we doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Good. It's uh, Saturday afternoon here in New York. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Training. It's sort of sleeting or whatever. Um, wow. You know, the last time I there was an up-and-coming artist that I really liked, it was Mike Waringo. <laughs> That was a little and, while ago. <laughs> yeah, and the only reason I'm thinking of that is because Joe's been doing those inks over his work, and yeah. I love his work. He's amazing. I bet we have uh, listeners that weren't born when Mike Waringo was up and coming. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I, mean, I, really, I really haven't picked up a new comic book in years. That's okay. I, I just, That's fine. I don't have the time. It's been since like 2000. Hey, just um, listen to us spoil hey. everything, and it's like you read it, you know? Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so listen, man, don't talk about WandaVision because I'll spoil Bridgerton for you. I swear to God, I'll oh, spoil it. Oh, that's fine. I... 
I, okay, so I want my wife to watch Bridgerton because I yeah. don't have the energy to make myself do it, but I want her to do it so I can just sort of like see if I need to hate watch it or if I like fall in love with it accidentally like I did Downton Abbey, which just took um, me by complete surprise. <laughs> it's, it's not Downton Abbey. I know okay. that. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. It, it's super yeah. No, no, I mean, I mean quality-wise. It's not Downton Abbey. It's, oh. It's like – It's so trashy, this is how, this, right? It's it's a little trash. It's a little trashy. Okay. Um, this is how I kind of look at it. I mean, it's, it's like, Shonda. It's Shonda Rhimes who created Grey's Anatomy and oh, uh, so super Scandal trashy. and yeah. How to Get Away like, with like that shit. So yeah, it's gonna yeah. be like yeah. It's it's a little bit. It's a little bit like watching like any any teen angst movie. It's like peak trash TV. Okay. You know, yeah, trash, yeah. trashy in a fun way. So I it's might love pretty, it like I love Riverdale then. Yeah, it's pretty to watch. It's interesting, you know. There's there's like some interest you can kind of go with, but I'm like, oh come on with this. My wife loves it. <laughs> okay. I'll watch it with her because she wants to watch it. But you know, it's I, I'm not I'm not into it like I was into Downton Abbey. I was Fair into enough. Downton Abbey. I, that was amazing. Oh yeah. I, oh, uh, God. Uh, <laughs> so I saw a thing on Twitter this week that blew my mind, and, and I don't even know why because I mean I don't know why. Um, uh, who's the butler guy on Downton Abbey? Oh, oh, I can't say his name, but I which, know the I, large man with the nose and his yeah profoundly yeah. British uh, accent. You know, <laughs> so uh, that guy, uh, that guy is married to the woman who played Dolores Umbridge in Harry Potter. Oh my god, that is the wow. most British couple in the universe, <laughs> and their offspring is one of the stars of Bridgerton. Of course, oh, no, and yes. that is exactly what I t- I turned to my wife. And I said, this is the most British family that has ever existed. Yeah. That, I mean, it's that or Shakespearean great. theater, I guess. So, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> Carson. Thank you, Casey. Carson. Carson, yes. Carson, Carson was his name on Downton Abbey. I'll, um, I'll look it up and see who it is. See who the character and, is. And uh, the, da- the daughter is like one, uh, is like something Featherington or F- Featherbottom. Featherington <laughs> Miss, is that? Mrs. Featherbottom. Yes. Fanny Bottom. Uh, I, don't I don't know. What's Mrs. Oh, hey, Penelope. Penelope. Thank oh, okay. You. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. All right. Let's talk about some nerd shit here, please. Yeah. Let's Come on. Let's start that. Hey, listen. The people <laughs> tune in for our hot takes on British dramas. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they really do. <laughs> uh, let's talk. Let's talk about Star Trek, guys. You know, like that. So we we didn't want to spoil anything last week. So hopefully everybody's watched. Let's spoil watched away. Let's spoil away. Let's go for it. Okay. So um, I watched it again, and the second time I cried. Yeah. The first time I did oh. not cry, and I may have been a little too high when I watched it the first time. What part did you what part did you cry at? Just when what? we got to the end and it was oh like, my god, when they walked in. Okay, so when she walks in, when when she walks in wearing the wearing the new yes, uniform, yes. I was like, they got the new uniform. And I'm like, I'm like, my voice is cracking. My yeah. wife's like, come on, we gotta go. Because I had to take her to the doctor. She just had hand surgery. And it ends and with I had her to take as the her captain and shit. And it's just it's so per now, I am yeah. super bummed. It like if Saru is going to leave that show for fifteen minutes, I'm going to no, be no, bummed because no. he's my no, favorite uh, alien. He's not. They've ever they had are, on the show. So uh, there's um, there's the companion show. If you've got the stomach for it, uh, it's called the Ready Room. Uh, <laughs> and it's uh, it's hosted by Will Wheaton, and he has done a recap. Uh, for every episode of all of the new Star Trek. How's Will looking, by the so, way? Uh, he did it for he's done it for all three seasons of Discovery. He's done it. He did it for Picard. Um, Will Wheaton 
is not my favorite person. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of a like um, Will Wheaton's one of those guys that it's like if tomorrow we were like, oh yeah, Will Wheaton OD'd and like on a bunch of weird drugs and they found him dead, I'd be like, you know what? That's not that shocking. He's a weird well, dude. like he he is very, <laughs> he's very enthusiastic. Yeah, he obviously cares guy. a lot about Star Trek and yeah. he's very nice. Yeah. Um, I, I can't explain to you what it is about Will Wheaton that rubs me the wrong way, but he does. But that's the, besides the point. He comes off um, as crusty comic book store guy. Like that dude that used to come in and be like, oh, man, that dude. I, I mean, yeah, a little bit, you know, Big Bang Theory <laughs> kind of like I don't really yeah. want to be associated with this dude. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, uh, 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 they had the recap for the final episode. And his, one of his first questions was like, Saru cannot be gone. I refuse. Yeah, yeah. And no. the the produce uh, the showrunner, one of the showrunners, Michelle, whatever, um, is her name. Uh, she's got like a really kick ass last name, like like Alexander Courage, uh, but not it's not Courage. It's something else. Michelle Crocodile um, Fighter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, and uh, she's like, no, of course not. Saru is not gone. Saru is not gone. Okay, we good. like he'll be back next season. Um. Well, I heard that he's there. That they're filming now, and he's there. Filming. He's part yeah. of the filming. Crew. I mean, he's not. So, I, I just. I. I just don't want him shunted to a side story for a long. No, time. I, like, I. I don't I want think, him on I, the I, goddamn ship. <laughs> so. Yeah. No. I. I. I think you're gonna. I think we're gonna see some evolution of his character, and we're gonna see more of him. And I think we're we're gonna be happy and satisfied with it. Good. I do have to say, I am a fan of Will Wheaton. Um, I wasn't when he was playing Wesley, but as I got older, and as he got older. Uh, there's, there's things I like about him. Um, if, if you ever have a chance, listen to, uh, ready player one on audio on audible because he, he reads it. It's fantastic. He really does a great job. Uh, and I, and that is the exact reason why I stopped listening to oh, ready player oh. one after three chapters. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, I, I gotta say, I, I am a fan. I, I do, I do find him amusing but yeah his his energy level level is super i don't high. mean to make fun of the guy he, he went through some shit um david robbins yeah. just posted that he quit drinking five years ago and he did have like he was an alcoholic and he's feeling right. much so better now great, great job matt making an od joke he looked pretty rough for a while there and it's like dude you're not famous famous but you are on tv maybe wear a clean t-shirt you know like come on yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, I'm not even asking you to dress up. Just something clean. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I mean, again, it, my my issues with Will Wheaton are due to my own baggage, not anything that he has done specifically. Will Wheaton um, pushed Joe down at the beach once and kicked sand in right. his face. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know real, <laughs> and like, stole Joe's, I, I to, walked off with Joe's girlfriend. It was a whole thing. I had you to know? like do that whole <laughs> flex mentality here on the beach thing. <laughs> Uh, so the, the showrunner I was talking about who was, uh, being interviewed by, by Will Wheaton is named Michelle Paradise. Oh, wow. Uh, and, um, yeah, she was like, no, 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 of course not. Saru is, Saru is an important part of the show. He will definitely be at, be back. Um, she's very talented. I think she's great. My name is Michelle Paradise. I would change that shit because people would automatically assume I'm an adult entertainer. Just saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just throwing that out there. <laughs> so the, the, um, just one, one other, you know, I got a, I got a piece of, um, a bit of trivia that I found out about, uh, the actor that played was Sukal was played by a 70 year old man. Really? Yes. I mean, that, that character was, I, I really, you know, you really kind of feel for that character. Too That's because, the other Kelpian, right? Yeah. 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 He was great. He was great. Yeah. Cause he's got this, he's just has this, 
gravity to his character from being locked up with like yeah hollow programs like he was still old but he was very years. childlike and like yeah yeah it was crazy it was it was pretty crazy and i still thinking about it i don't know if i love that being the reason for the burn but it worked you know it, and it I, works it's it very works. science fiction yes you know it's, it's a very science fiction science reason. fiction yeah <laughs> you know the, the radiation affected him as a uh, in and utero and and quite honestly you know, but it's liked, not any weirder than you know the stranger showing up and sending giorgio back in time it's not any weirder than that so shut up man right. it's fine right you know i i mean it, you've got to like with science fiction you've got to kind of expect the you know the curveball once in a while right. and you gotta you gotta get a roll with it so especially with star trek there's i mean it, it, yeah yeah come on. It, it's it's a very star science fictiony star trek kind of a solution it's like Definitely. well who caused the burn well this guy caused the burn because he's connected to this dilithium and you know i love the way culver put it all together and it was like it was like well you know because because of subspace and yeah. the the sound waves i was like wow that's actually not a bad you know just not a bad you know way of putting it but also um, a very personal thing that they always do in star trek like yes yeah. the universe is huge the universe is massive but the people in the universe are still very important and they are what affects everything not just storylines not just wars but the very universe itself is affected right. by us you know and that's right they've been doing that shit forever so i oh. so i i walk it uh, back i'm fine with it <laughs> so this guy bill Irwin, who played sukal uh, right. he is a tremendous character actor he was on legion uh which is where i recognize him from he played um oh, wow uh, Carrie Loudermilk, he played the the mousy little oh, no scientist shit. type guy at the Institute. Okay. All right. Oh, cool. uh, hey, Frank, I got yeah. a bunch of people with their hands up, so I'm going to mute mm. you, man, but it's good, All right. good to talk to you, All brother. Right. Um, just going to wrap up. Can I say one, oh, one yeah, last yeah, thing? Oh, yeah, 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 please. Know? Okay. Um, the about about star trek so uh the the way they the way they ended it i really that that last scene where they're just not last scene but that last bit right before they jump to the planet that was an incredibly suspenseful doomsday machine moment and if you haven't watched doomsday machine yet matt go back and watch doomsday machine i forgot I'm last gonna, week you brought that up and i was like i need to watch that i forgot about that was that. that was an incredibly suspenseful moment i really loved it i will watch right, that guys. tonight all right frank uh, thank you buddy bye frank uh, and like, I will say like from a personal standpoint, uh, is that last moment of that episode where she is, uh, looking forward from the captain's chair yeah. and she smiles and she says, let's fly. Uh, and then that was the end. I was like, fuck, like that could have been the end of the show. Yeah, no, definitely. That definitely. could have been the series finale. And I would have been like, what a way to that, land that, that is what ending. i was saying last week it's like it almost felt like they were like well we don't know if we're gonna another season so let's just <laughs> i mean they did they obviously i think they maybe but. they were I, I think that they were probably trying to wrap things up yeah. just yeah. in case yeah. you know covid got way out of hand and right. they couldn't do anything brian um, domingos you are unmuted sir hey guys hey brian how are we today Good. I got a list. Let's go. I, let's oh, get my. into it, brother. I love it. Right. Shows up organized. First That's thing, why I like this um, guy. <laughs> I, I, I was like, oh, I got a couple things to talk about. No, I have like a bunch. Um, and, it, and it was growing. So um, Will Wheaton, um, mm -hmm. I totally agree. Um, he's the worst. Um, <laughs> what I mostly know about him is he's not the he's worst. He's totally the worst. Is that <laughs> like I remember when my when my friends, you know, we were in high school when uh, the uh in junior high school when next generation was on and like wesley crusher was like the most annoying character on tv uh, see, and I, so like I to have that guy wesley. grow up and <laughs> nope he was it's true <laughs> what? 
he's super annoying. So Joe, I think there's a little bit of that of like, why are we listening to that annoying kid from that show? Like <laughs> go, go, go be, be graceful. Like LeVar Burton. Don't try to be like the sure, kid right. nerds. Like we don't, yeah. we don't, you know, that. and that, that's, that's, uh, for that. that's what Patrick said in the chat. Patrick kind of uh, hit the nail on the head for me. Uh, he says, my problem with Whedon is that he is presumptuous. Yeah. I feel like he's declared himself King nerd and you don't get to do that. Yeah. And that, that's like the same yes. problem that I have with like Kevin Smith is when he tried to like shake off, like I'm done making these nerd movies and hanging with nerds. I'm, I'm going to go make movies with George Carlin and man, you know, JLo now see a nerds and that didn't work out. And he's like, Hey, I'm back nerds. Remember me? <laughs> like I'm your King again. It's cool. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, I mean, it, for me, I, that I think that Kevin did not work. Yeah. I feel like Kevin Smith's kind of return to form has been, it feels more genuine. Like the dude went through some serious shit. Yes. And like, he's now he's looking back at his life and he's like, so like I watched the Jay and silent Bob reboot. It's terrible. It's terrible. Uh, it's, it's, it's not good. Um, it leans so heavily on so many jokes that he's already made in other movies. Yeah. There's nothing redeeming about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, 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 um, it gets to a part at the end where there's this sort of like meta narrative that unfolds where Kevin Smith appears as himself and he starts talking about what he went through and how he just wants to do things and make things with his friends. And it's just like, Oh my God. Like I get it. Yeah. I, <laughs> I get it, man. Uh, like this movie sucks, but I, I totally get where you're coming from. I still don't care. Brian, I'm sorry. Back to you. Let's get, let's get into your list. Okay. Um, another thing, if you like Downton Abbey, Matt, um, have you seen Gosford park? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Robert Altman. <laughs> I love Robert yeah, Altman. Any long Robert so Altman narrative. I'm totally. So, down. <laughs> so I saw that like as a whim, I think it was like, when, whenever, you know, second week it came out, you know, 21 years ago, something like that. I was like, oh, this movie's great. And then when Downton Abbey, I'm sitting there and I'm watching it. I'm like, why does this feel like I shouldn't like this? Why do I like this? And it's because it's the same creator. Oh, yeah. It's the guy who wrote Gosford Park. Yep. That. And it's, so it's that if anyone has not seen Gosford Park, go find it because it's full of all your favorite actors. You just don't know that. Oh, yeah. Um, for Moon for Moon Knight, um, there's a character in the Max Bemis run. Um, who's like the sun God and he's like a, a skinny dude with long hair and a beard. And he's like, you know, the sun God versus the moon God. Right. Um, was it raw? Totally be was that playing, guy. Cause he's, was he playing um, raw? It's Amon raw. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he's, um, That's you know, not bad. It, it, I know Max Bemis makes some dubious music. He writes pretty good comics. Um, yeah. Joe's in love with So him. that's something to check out. Joe wants to kiss him on the mouth. That's, I can count on one hand the number of Max Bemis comics I've reviewed. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, that's read, not bad. Moon Knight. He did it with his Moon Knight was pretty good. I liked the Bemis Moon Knight. It wasn't a bad run at all. And I do remember Amon Ra with Jason Burroughs. It's terrific. That's not a bad. That's not bad casting. I just hope that's not like. Again, there isn't like a hardcore Moon Knight nemesis that needs to be on the show. I'll give you that. I guess I just hope it's not somebody that new. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's like when I was, it was one of those things like I have read before those comics and before like the Ellis and the, the Brian Wood stuff, like that might be it. 
Like, I, I don't know how many Moon Knight comics I've read in my life, like not that many. Right. So re- I don't know that he was created for that, but that's where I saw him. So maybe he's an old one, maybe he's new. Um, so like he felt very organic and it felt like, cause as I'm, th- I'm like, what does he look like? He kind of looks like that guy. Who was that? Oh, that, he's the sun God. Um, but I'd rather him than like some drug kingpin or Jack Russell or werewolf by like night. That. Maybe what if he shows up as Jack Russell? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, Ethan Hawk, how much money do you need to send your kids to a private school? Yeah. That's what I need to know. So. Are you willing to wear a fursuit? <laughs> Uh, right. need one so uh, apparently my, um, i've been calling the i've been calling the guy bushmaster but his name is bushman i don't know who bushmaster oh, yeah, bushman is, bushmaster is a punisher villain oh bushmaster was mahershala uh no uh not mahershala ali uh but bushmaster showed up uh, the guy that luke shows cage. up halfway through the season yeah he was a punisher villain that ended up fighting luke cage or no actually it might be the other way around he may have been a luke cage villain first and then he fought the punisher later i think I- Guys, I, I think we've fallen into that awful Marvel villain from the 70s problem where they're yeah. all the same yeah. and they're all garbage. And, yeah. you know, the, the, DC went bright. You know, we've got Rainbow Rider versus Bush something or other. Like, they're <laughs> sure. all, you know, uh, that sort of thing. In the comics, Bushmaster is a member of the Serpent Society. He's got a snake body. But there were two Bushmasters. No, there's Bushman. There's Bushmaster and there's Bushwhacker. Bushwhacker, okay. That's who I'm thinking of. That was who Bushwhacker is the guy with robot gun arms. Okay, cool. He rules. (laughs) Anytime you have arms that can't function to feed yourself, I'm totally into your character. (laughs) Like, like, what's your life like? He slowly shoots Skittles into the air. Yeah, that or he's got like a helper monkey or something (laughs) that's like, it's time to eat, Bushwhacker. (laughs) And he's like, thank you, helper monkey. Like yeah, lo- load my arm cannon with peas yeah, so I can sustain myself. It's like monkey shines. <laughs> so my my original list is my future state list. Let's do it. Can we get into it? Let's get okay. into it. So I've got all the, the the ones that I've read and my ratings of them and okay. the stories in them. So I thought the the main Batman story was fine. It was. I yeah. thought it was good. It was enough. good. Um, the um, the Arkham Knight story and that was terrible. But the Outsider one where it's like sort of manga ish. Yeah. Um, I thought it was like the best take on outsiders I've seen in decades. I totally agree. I do yeah, not yeah, care yeah. about Batman, the outsiders or any of the, like even the old school Batman, the outsiders wasn't like a special book for me. I know people liked it. I, I know Jim Aparo worked on it and there was good art and stuff, but it, those characters never really did anything for me. I think this was interesting though, for the first time in a long time. Yeah, it was cool. Um, the Superman book, um, I thought Superman with, with John by uh, Sean Lewis and Johnny Timms. Um, I thought the Superman part was good into what are they talking about? I kind of felt a little bit like bored yeah. and lost. Yeah. Um, the, the, um, Mr. Miracle, um, I thought had potential, but kind of didn't, they didn't do anything with it. Yeah. Um, and, and then the, but I liked the guardian stuff. I thought that was, was pretty interesting. I think the guardian story did the best job of showing you like, Hey, here's Metropolis on the street. Here's what the people are doing. Here's why they're doing it. And uh, they almost should have maybe led off with that and then go into, they're like, what's happening? There's this glass thing and everything. And people are freaking out and then go into the John story. And we're like, Oh shit. (laughs) I see, you know? Yeah, no, I like, I don't know. Like almost like call it like action comics. And that's like the, yeah. 
you know, the framing of it. Um, I thought the Wonder Woman book was good. Um, I thought the Superman Wonder Woman book that came out this week was like really amazingly great. Really? Um, other than the way they drew Superman, who looked kind of like he looked like Powder Toast Man. Yeah, like a bit of a um, pancake face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, had a, he, he looked like Drop Dead Fred when he had, you know, when he had his head stuck in the uh, in the refrigerator and his big wide face. <laughs> um, but I thought like their dynamic was really good. Like it, it was a really dense issue that didn't feel dense because they did like an entire story rather than like next half is next issue. It was right. like, here's a pretty you know, complicated thing with Solaris is always fun. Um, so I thought that stuff was a, a, also a good introduction to that new Wonder Woman, who I think we're yeah. going to see a lot. And of. Like Matt was com- Matt was complaining about like we spend five pages of Wonder Woman's shitty god friend being pissed off at Solaris, and I'm like, that was my favorite part. <laughs> I didn't care about no, it. when he. I didn't care about it at all when he when he grabs that like the flaming mule and is like another son fuck that and he goes right, into space yes. because he's he's gonna fight this super intelligent son from the future and right he's just a guy on a mule it's interesting it's like okay yes. let's let's do it i, mean, I, like, I, 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 just, I love the like my first thought was oh my god is this apollo in the midnighter in future state <laughs> i was like please please no. please no no <laughs> like yeah the, the the new the new wonder woman has a bunch of layabout god friends from whatever south american pantheon they're from and yeah, and they're they're just kind of douchebags, and I I thought it was so fun. It was it was fun. I'm glad you got um, the team. Yeah, it, it's for us, Matt. It's not. It's for you. all for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, t- Teen Titans. I thought was just kind of okay. It felt like a lot of setup for Whew. like a book that we haven't seen yet. Yeah, um, and a book that ends I, in the next issue. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, and then I it's gonna I, it's like a lot of like here's all the things that happen in that. Of that Teen Titans Academy book that hasn't come out yet. Right. Like, I don't really, I don't want this to be that. I want, I want you to show me something different, and then maybe they get to it later, rather than like scenes of what you're going to see. Yeah, later. Like, I don't think that's the successful way. There's to do also it. something we said um, for like a book that's setting itself up for. Oh, but in the end, they're screwed. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but I don't. Like, I, I, I don't think. I don't think there's any reason to assume that what we're seeing in future state is actually the end game for no i don't think so either these concepts i don't think like, so either yeah it's it, the, we're, the we're never going to get to a point where john kent is the only superman and he bottles metropolis right. that's not going to happen right yeah right i mean i i like the overall take on most of these concepts of like here's different pictures of things from different times oh i forgot swamp thing too swamp thing was terrifically great oh, um okay really great artwork and it felt like an Alan Moore comic and it's nice to see Mike Perkins with a good colorist rather than the usual garbage they give him. I just thought um, Mike Perkins looked so weird. I thought his art looked so weird. Um, it, I, I, he, that works he had for Swamp Thing. I guess. Yeah, I mean, he well, did we that both thing agreed where all it didn't the, work like, for us. <laughs> all the organs looked like, you know, like kale. You know, they've got like those weird like No, I thought that was cool. And, I thought that was really cool. It was other stuff in the book. Like, they just looked a little unfinished and kind of weird. I don't know. I, he, I'm not going to go back little, into my whole review, but. He, he's a little a little strange, but I, I thought it was a good fit for that. Um, the green lantern book uh the main the john story i didn't care about despite being um tom rainey i thought the jessica cruz story had an interesting angle on it um and um the worst one is the flash book and i yeah i mean i i don't 
I don't even know what to say about it. I hated it's just it. So, I hated it. It's so horrendously dumb and and embarrassing, yeah. and I don't, I don't understand whose idea that was, but or, or why? Um, you know, yeah, it's just there's so many dumb questions about it. <laughs> it Brian, I, I like, hate to rush know, you, man, but we've got a bunch of people in line with their. I know, guys. Here, all right, uh, we'll, we'll follow up when we read more. Talk to you later. Sounds good. All good right, to talk to you, brother. Jeffrey, catch him. I'm asking to unmute you. That came out weird. I had too much Good coffee. morning. I've, I'm talking really fast. I had good too much morning. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> How are we today? Good, good. Uh, answer the question of the week. Uh, I'm, I'm rare, a rare appearance of me just doing the question of the week without anything else. So. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So uh, indie, indie artists that I like follow or that I'm like really into, um, this is uh, a self plug last year uh, when I dipped my toe into podcasting on my own, I had a really good interview chat with Kaylin Smith. Who is of, that? Uh, Plume. Uh, for goodness sake. She's also drawing hope over at source point press. Oh, okay. I know hope. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's the artist of that. And then she's got her own two self-published web comics and uh, digital comics plume. And for goodness sake, I love her art. Uh, she reminds me a lot of Phil Hester. Yeah, definitely. Very angular and, and like in yeah. style and kind of cartoonish. Yep. Yep. And she is just a delightful person to talk to. And uh, she's just a lot of fun. She's uh, I met her at uh, Ocon a few years ago and remember uh, when we could still have conventions that wow i know that was, man you know before yeah. the world flooded and like turned into water world <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i'm just waiting for dennis hopper <laughs> <laughs> that i so far in this show we have had gosford park references monkey shines <laughs> references drop dead fred and water world so yeah. if you're under the age of 38 i apologize <laughs> <laughs> But uh, so the bonus question, uh, who do I follow on social media? Um, there is an artist named Corin Kaiser Stone that I follow on TikTok. Okay. And uh, he kind of went viral by doing uh, these animated cartoon versions of fast food icons. Oh, see, I thought TikTok was oh, yeah. just for dancing and lip syncing. I didn't know that people did other stuff on there. So. Well, you know, you're old and wrong. That's how so. you're supposed to like, you know, it's all a bunch of like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that sounds so, about right. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you should definitely check it out. Uh, I'll put his Instagram in the chat. Yeah, definitely link this. Definitely, so we can check um, it out. Say his name again. Warren Kaiser Stone. Cool. All right. Uh, some of his stuff is just absolutely I mean, he's he, he's got one that was really good. He uh, he fixed Rob Liefeld's uh, Captain America. <laughs> he fixed it. Yep. <laughs> What's that mean? <laughs> he actually he put it up and then he redrew and next to it he redrew it and he did kind of like what you do, Joe, and he did a, a, a show process because he's all digital. And he just redrew Captain America in the same pose, just corrected all the anatomy. Nice. Nice. <laughs> it was really good. And when you say corrected the anatomy, you mean like gave him a nose, gave him feet. Gave him yeah. fingers. <laughs> didn't give him. Didn't give him tits. Yeah, yeah, or not even tits. It's like a shelf that he like. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like an IKEA uh, yeah. torture device. It's like a giant bone <laughs> shelf that juts out and then violently jumps back in. <laughs> you know? really I just, I, I just caught. I just. 
uh, linked directly to that one. The quick redraw of Rob Liefeld's Captain America. Excellent. Yeah, I see it in the Facebook chat. That is cool. <laughs> and Facebook is like a couple seconds behind. So people are going to be like, what the fuck is this? Oh, that's what they're talking about. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, so those are my two answers. Uh, I, another honorable mention of who I follow on social media is uh, Dan Hip. I love uh, Dan Hip so much. Yes. Who's Dan uh, Hip? I, I don't know no Dan I Hip. actually got... I actually got introduced to him uh, with uh, Hip and Smith's uh, the the Fantastic Joy Buzzards. Yes. Oh, okay. I remember that title. Uh, Dan Dan Hip is probably most famous right now for being one of the uh, visual directors of Teen Titans Go. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, uh, okay. so like that aesthetic style. Uh, it is something that he's kind of nurtured and developed. And if you mm-hmm. look at his Instagram, it's like he does these amazing, like super animated versions of. Oh yeah. Of comics. His, his uh, Indiana Jones. I is can't one of my stop favorites. watching this time-lapse video, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> we can't post this it's, stuff. Is this why we can't have Joe like looking at hypnotic. the chat? Because like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> any blinking light and Joe's like, ah. <laughs> you're talking about Corin redrawing yes. uh redrawing right. yeah i mean i love i love a good art time lapse but that was that was just like oh my god yeah he's good what it, makes it what makes it so much more damning is that he draws his right on top of rob's <laughs> it's just like fuck every line is like fuck you rob fuck you rob <laughs> And in the end, and the end result, I just think is uh, it kicks ass. It's awesome. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's it's so good. And he does these really cool like reimagining. I mean, and some of the other animated stuff he's done is like uh, like when he goes on TikTok, he goes, "So you want to see an animated version of like the PS5? Okay, here you go." And he'll he'll like go out. He'll like show his iPad, and he'll go to Google. He'll Google an image. He'll put it in the corner, and then he, he'll start drawing and. He'll just talk you through like all the decision processes of like, oh, like the Xbox X. So they, it's this big square thing with this blue line. So I'll make him a big robot, you know. That That's a level of talent that I just don't even understand. You know, yeah. that, like that's just crazy. Yeah, oh, I just yeah. watch that time. Yeah, he's got too. all these video game machines as comic book characters. Uh, like I'm, the I'm Nintendo Switch are twins. Just started following him. <laughs> Definitely. That's oh, a good yeah, follow. Yeah, me too. I, I see the twins, uh, the Joy-Cons. That is cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is very cool. <laughs> it is good to talk to you as always, Jeff, yeah, sir. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, I'm going to get some other guys. All right, talk to you later, later, guys. Yeah, thanks for that tip, man. This guy's rad. Yeah. I'm, I'm following him for sure. It's a good follow. Definitely. Jimbo, talk to us. How are we today, sir? You were going to suggest a book, a manga book, for me to oh, read. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the big thing that it's going to be Jujitsu Kaisen. <laughs> okay. That, <laughs> that, that is what I'm recommending. There is an anime that just started in October. Um, it already sold, like, right now, sales for, like, 20 million lifetime already for it. Jesus it's the new big up-and-coming thing, so... God, why can't we figure this out? How come Japan has figured this out? It's a real, you know, it's a real slow starter, but they're going to get there. And America loves comics, but we refuse to buy them. <laughs> you know? I don't get yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, this one was pretty popular. It had 8 million before the anime, and now it's already blown up because it's, it is a little darker in tone, so I think that'd be more suit for you, Matt. And Definitely. Maybe not for you. Definitely. And this has nothing to do with that new Nick Cage jujitsu movie, right? Right. Because yeah. holy shit, I watched the preview for that piece of crap, and like, 
okay, Hollywood's put out a lot of white savior movies and they're trying to get away from it. Good for them. But I'm going to give Cage the balls to still keep doing it. <laughs> like, I got to give him a plus for that. It is. So he still have a lot of money to end like, or something. Oh, yeah. He'll, he'll do anything for money now. So this is called Jujitsu Kaisen. Give me a brief. Give me a brief promo, like a brief solicit. Brief promo is the evil in the world is curses, so negative emotions manifest in curses. Um, okay. Only curse users can see them. The main character uh, pretty much eats like the a piece of the strongest curse, and so now his options are to eat all the rest of him because he can like be a vessel or just die right now. So it's die now, die later. Okay, uh, eat eats eat, the curse. Like, eat, eat. Okay, all right. Like with his mouth. That's like I, with his mouth. Not much like weirder than a lot of first, manga it, stuff out there. So it is. It is weird, but that that is not a big part. It only happens like a few times. Okay. Like when he eats it. Um, so yeah, it, it's a world. It's not a, a fictional world. It's based in you know Japan. Um, good, good, good power system. Good, really good characters. Good action. Okay, I'll check it out. I've been watching Fire Force. Is that do you, is that a good one? Do people like that? Okay, so Fire Force had recently had the anime, but the author just came out during the pandemic. He's like, yeah, I'm going to end Fire Force now. So we're at like two. So I'm just in time, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it was like sales were not blown up as big as they thought because he's, he's not on the big platform. The anime is really good. I, I'm, no, it's good. It's I good. like the anime. No, it's a good. It was an excellent anime. It's a good. His, his stuff is good. So nice. Yeah, it's, it's something to stick with, but Jitsu is like 132 chapters. Fire Force is 250 right now, like chapter release. Okay, well, I'll give the first chapter a read, and, yeah. I, and I'll give you an honest review. I'll do it. I'm going to do yeah. it. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate uh, it. Speaking of Nicolas Cage, uh, Frank Cirillo in the chat says, hey, have you guys seen the history of swear words? I have not yet, oh, but yeah. I've heard it's great. And I just oh. happened to watch the first three episodes last night, and it is everything I wanted it to be. I've heard it's excellent. Definitely yeah. need to see that. Jim, good to talk to you, man. And uh, right. shoot me a link so I know where to find this. Because I, I literally, I have no idea where to even find this other than Googling it. And being like, I don't know this. So shoot okay. me a link where I can read this. All right, I will. Awesome. Thanks, Jim. Good to talk to you, man. Later, Later buddy. Bye. Mr. David Robbins, I'm asking to unmute you. How are we today, sir? Good morning, gentlemen. I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? We're doing real good. What are we rapping about today? Um. Well, uh... Just a quick uh, TikTok thing. Um, watch D&D TikTok compilations on YouTube. There's tons of little compilation videos. The, as an old school D&D player, they will warm your heart. Nice. Watching new people, uh, young new generation of gamers making D&D, silly D&D stereotype jokes. Nice. Great. That's fun. I, say, I don't so, do no TikTok. I don't do it. I just thought. I don't TikTok either. I watch compilations on YouTube. TikTok scared <laughs> me because like my niece showed it to me. I'm like, oh, it's just a bunch of underage girls dancing. Huh? I'm like, yeah, I, I don't need to have that on my phone. So, so but like, can you, um, can you like find things on tiktok yeah, like can you, you go can... to specific things i'm sure you can, i don't right? know i'm i don't tiktok i just literally have stumbled up i was i through the pandemic i was watching like old vine compilation videos oh, that just best. were giving me like god i love that like, shit <laughs> uh, just warm hugs and it algorithm started giving me like because of D D videos that i was watching it was giving me like D D. Uh, D D TikToks with Vine energy or something like that, and it was. I mean, was just, Vine uh, D uh, TikTok is just Vine, but ten times the length. Yeah, so kind of sort of yeah. Yeah. 
But put yeah, okay, it's, drop it's a link 60 to those. seconds instead of six seconds. Drop a yeah. link to those either in the chat or on the THN fan page. Definitely. I would yes. uh, I'll, I'll find one or two and I'll, I'll send them on. Um, so it's like a, my, my, um, uh, some of the younger members of my family uh, uh, tried to teach me how to work Snapchat. And so like I put Snapchat on my phone and I'm like, I don't know. I don't understand. But well, Snapchat's for I, perverts, I, right? It's not, you're just, I like, don't know what I'm, I don't know moves, what I'm looking show at. Your wiener, I don't know how away. to, like, <laughs> like, like, I don't, I don't know that you can go to like specific accounts to like, I don't know. I just, I like, I can't wrap my elderly brain around it. Snapchat just seemed like an app that was made by the people that made to catch a predator for me. Like, you know, but, <laughs> but now we want to go after potential predators, you know, <laughs> they're like predators that even know they're predators, predators that don't even know how Snapchat works. Boom. You're a predator. Like, I don't want to be a predator. Fuck. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, like, like, uh, like I it, said, it's like, yo, yo dog. I heard you like chatting. So we put some snaps in your chatting. <laughs> Like, I don't like, like I said, I, I, I don't Snapchat. I don't TikTok. I barely Twitter. I, yeah, I, I it's just the, these things popped up. I've been, I've, I've gotten to the end of YouTube this year and this is just one of the things I've stumbled upon. Fair enough. See, I thought YouTube was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, you did know, you fall it, off it, the end? It, YouTube's flat, right? You, pan, just, you pandemic, fall off the Pandemic end. year is a good year to like <laughs> consume all content. <laughs> Yeah, well, see, if you take a level and bring it with you on YouTube, you can see that YouTube is, in fact, flat. Yep, I knew it. Uh, <laughs> I fucking knew it. I've been saying this for years. <laughs> yep. Um, so, and uh, now, so I am, I am less than, less than 11, less than 12 hours removed from having watched uh, WandaVision 1 and 2. How do you feel? Um, I love it. I loved it, too. I loved yeah. it. It's, it's so delightfully campy and like underlying creepy it's like creepy pleasantville yeah yes so far i don't disagree um there's yeah. so there's something going on and this is not a spoiler we know that they are trapped in some type of weird dystopian world and after the first episode i just kind of went huh I, like i didn't really know how i felt and then i watched the second yeah. episode the first episode was very dick van dyke and then the second yeah. episode was very bewitched and yeah, very much so I figured that out and was just like, Oh my God, I fucking love this. <laughs> well, yeah. And I, I think great. they're going to do stuff like that. Uh, going advancing in time, every episode. Yeah. It looks like the yeah, next they, one, like there's they, we've seen preview images of the neighbor and she's wearing like a leotard and stuff. And it looks very like, you know, like uh three's company or something. Yeah, almost, and, and you know? we've, we've seen, we've seen images of Elizabeth Olsen looking like she's from that 70s show. Yeah. So like, and based on the, two opening sequences we've seen for episodes one and two, I think all seven of them are going to be different and it's going to advance it forward um, I think so every too. week. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. And they're dropping Absolutely. really, so, really precise little Easter eggs in there. Yeah. 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 Like the bomb, uh, so bomb what I, what I read is that it's and like the, the season is nine episodes. Oh, it's and, nine. I thought it was seven. Okay. Uh, and that three, uh, six of the episodes are going to be a, a similar, like 30 minute ish format and then three of them are going to be longer like yeah. closer to an hour and so those are probably you know i would assume that those are going to be the ones where they're ac where they actually get into the weeds and like about what's like going on and stuff where, where, I, where I wanda mean, actually creates the x-men you mean like when they go full house of m and it's like yeah the whole everything you see in the mcu it never took place it was a world wanda created without mutants and it turns out there's a whole world and wolverine's there and so is professor x <laughs> no and this and this is how we get the false story of chris evans coming back yes exactly uh, 
exactly. but no, I, I'm in for it. This is the first MCU content I believe that we have gotten since Far From Home. Yeah. yeah. So I, I am in for this like nine part mystery that we're gonna get. And I'm I'm totally in for it. Oh, it feels so different. It feels so completely different it's from such anything a huge we've swing. Seen. Yeah. yeah. It, it's such a huge swing on on Marvel Studios part to to like take this risk to do something with this tone. And even though we like we all know anybody who's watched anybody who knows anything about the Scarlet Witch or who's watched even a second of these movies knows that it's not really about the sitcom stuff. No. Yeah. Not at all. And the way they the way they play the sitcom stuff so straight, but then also weave in the paranoia, yeah, about what's going on behind the scenes, and yep. like there are some really chilling moments in those first two episodes. So I immediately went and read everything I could afterwards. I was just like, oh my god, I got to see what people are saying about this, and like uh, some of the reviewers, like reviewers, TV reviewers, and movie reviewers that I like. They're like, yo, look, yeah, the Marvel movies are fun, but they're cheeseburger bullshit, whatever. You know, like, I admit I like them, but, you know, they're not that serious. And they were glowing about this. Yeah. Like, this is so different and such a swing for the fences and so weird. And it, like, reminds me of what I loved about Lost when it first started. Like, yeah. we're watching the show for this, but you may be watching it for the wrong reasons because there's actually this other thing going on. And yep. It's going to tie, we know it ties into Doctor Strange. So they're going to throw us some huge curveball. Everything that we think we're going to figure out, we're going to be wrong about. Well, I you know, it. like Joe was saying a second ago, that it, like it's a huge swing. And it is because it is a complete departure from anything else. This is the yes. first, the first MCU, not MCU adjacent like Gazons or Steel, but uh, MCU show that we're getting. Yeah. So it's doing the same formula that every other MCU film is doing because every MCU film is a different genre. It's not a superhero movie. Totally. It's winter soldiers, a spy film, yeah. you know, uh, captain America's a war movie. Uh, Ant-Man is a heist movie. Yeah. And this is a suspense film. Like this is a suspense, a super like a twilight zone a story. Totally. It's a tw absolutely twilight zone. You're right. And it also, yeah, yeah right. it just shows we like, don't know how we don't know where it's going to go yet, but yeah, it's like, this is the character you do that kind of story with totally and all bets you are know, off all bets are because off because there you go Marvel if you try to put dr strange in a story like this he'd see through it immediately right but wanda is deluding herself even much more than she did in the comics in house of m yep because in, in house of m she knew what she did and was living in that in that fantasy world gleefully. Right. And there's things that happen in uh, no spoilers here, but there's right. things that happen in those first two episodes that definitely lead you to believe Wanda has more realization of what's happening than we think. Yes. Where she like yes. literally steps out of it for a second. It's like, okay, it's just me and I'm uh, saying do this. I, I think they're doing a great so, job kind of dancing the line between uh, is she causing this or is this something that's being done to them? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's all I'm going to say about it. Yeah. Uh, because I know that it just came out and people haven't had a chance to see it yet. Yeah. Um, but I am very, very much looking forward to more of this. Yeah. And um, I, I think that like, if we keep gushing about it, we're going to end up spilling the beans. On yeah. The yeah. I, I don't want to probably talk, just yeah. cut it out right now. <laughs> I don't want to talk any more content other than to say, I love seeing Emma Caulfield in there. And I'm pleasantly yeah. surprised to see Kitty Foreman, uh, Deborah Joe Rupp in there as well. Yeah. Great cast. Yeah. Great oh yeah. Cast. Great. Uh, great. Um, 
Catherine. side cast. Catherine yeah. Hahn as the neighbor. Yeah. Uh, everyone like uh, I love that everyone's immediate thought was that she is Agatha Harkness. She might be. Who knows? Her name. Her name on the show is Agnes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But before the show, this is not a spoiler. This was before the show even aired. People are like, "That's fucking Agatha Harkness." Yeah. <laughs> might be. Don't you try to fool me, Marvel? That's who taught Wanda her magic. Come on, yes. you know. David, good um, to talk to you, man. We're gonna get a couple more people in here. Absolutely. Stay safe, guys. Be Our, well. You too, bud. Ryan Mount showed up in person. He's not leaving a message today. He's here, damn it. He's got screaming kids. Ryan, what's going on? Uh, the screaming kids continue. Uh, they're very lovely. Uh, <laughs> it's great. It's great. Cause it's such good, you know, like listening to you guys. Parent is just wonderful birth control for me. And I really appreciate it. Thank you. You're, you're so welcome. The bill is in the mail. Uh, <laughs> all right. So a uh, couple things. Uh, so artists, I really, you know, I ask this question is cause you know, right now I'm just at a place, maybe I'm stuck at home, stuck in my office. And, uh, oh, I just want to look at some new art. Like and yeah. I've, I've just been looking for some yeah. commissions, but also too, I realize now every week that I'm in the store, there's not a single artist that I am picking up a book for unless their name is Greg Smallwood. Fair enough. And I was like, there, there has gotta be some new people that I just don't know about. That's on a book that I you know, don't have any interest in reading, but maybe something good is out there. Sure. That's kind of where the question came from. If I had to give an answer, I mean, the only real answer I could come up with is Kyle Starks, um, (laughs) which he is indie. He is crushing it. He's been around for quite a while, but he's great. Yeah, yeah, Kyle Starks kicks ass. I love that dude. But I agree. Uh, I love Kyle Starks. The two books that I picked that we'll talk about later are books with exceptional art that I'm not necessarily crazy about the story but you cannot deny like holy shit this artist is intense you know well great i'm i'm looking forward to those those answers for sure cool um you know as far as the and of course i'll give a shout out i just got a commissions from uh amon hill tattoos oh nice Uh, he just did he just did this awesome money incorporated um he does these really kind of uh stylized um wrestlers that are just fantastic yeah i've seen them there and they are fucking rad <laughs> and i wish i had more money for those <laughs> <laughs> so they, they are very cool and I, I got my commission piece um post it so. take a picture and post that we want to see it uh okay yeah it is it is posted on my facebook but i will post it to the group as well cool um so and then all right i'm gonna say i guess i was a grump this week when reading comics so I didn't read any future state last week. I didn't have any interest. Um, and then especially the reviews you guys came out with, I was like, Oh, <laughs> I was like, okay. But, so this week I'm reading and I'm like, boy, I don't like any of this. Yeah. Um, and then I listened to reviews and I was like, okay, maybe I'm just a grump. So maybe I have to reread. Uh, Cause I know you really like the super, uh, Superwoman book, which, you know, that's one of my favorite DC characters. It's one of the few comics, you know, I've read. I don't think it's been good since the New 52. I agree. Since, like, the Sterling Gates Eagle run. I agree. That Sterling um, Gates run kicked ass. So, still, still, you know, one of the, that I'll never ever part with in my collection. Yeah, well, that um, was the one. That was back, uh, That was where they got the idea for, like, um, Cat Grant to be in charge, right? Like, she was, she was the boss at the time or something. And that kind of carried that kind of carried over when they started the show. That happened in that run, yeah, I believe. Um, But Cat Grant was like a main character in that run, if I'm recalling. But like, I I did really like that run a lot. Uh, Jamal Igel is an artist that I adore. 
Yeah, we, um, we definitely do not see enough of. No, he's kind of no, falling no, off. We, we haven't seen him for a little while, right? I see him on Twitter. He, he's on Twitter yeah. all the time. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> that is true. Uh, I don't know what he's working on, but he's on Twitter. <laughs> so, and I was just going to say, like, I read the future state. Like, I did think the Superwoman was a little bit overwrought and maybe a little bit too dialogue-y. Um, you know, I, I was very beautiful to look at, but I was definitely checking out towards the end. Um, Fair enough. I read the, the Robin one, like, sign me up for Tim Drake and for uh, Stephanie Brown. I love those two characters. Um, boy, that book was not good. <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> I, I, like, yeah, you know. It, it wasn't. And it, it just... I don't know. I like, look, there's a Damien series that's coming that looks like it's going to be great. And I like Damien as Robin. And I like reading a monthly Robin comic book. I really like the character of Robin, period. But Tim is such a great character. And I feel like they just keep trapping him in these same stories over and over and over again. And like, he's Robin. He's Red Robin. Now he's just R. Or he's Robin again. Don't worry. Oh, no, he's not Robin. We don't really have a name for him, you know? <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you know, truthfully, I mean, he should just be like Detective Comics. Like, you know, he's supposed to be a better detective than Batman. Right. Like, why do I want to see an action movie with the greatest detective? Like, yeah, which is what I felt like that book kind of was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and then it, it's 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 same with Wally, man. It's like yes, we Tim and we, Wally we are came, in very we similar came up places. with the, we came up with yet another legacy character to take the place of a character that was perfectly fine. <laughs> and now we've got this guy back in the spotlight and don't know what to do with him. Yeah. And so it's like, let's pos- let's make him, uh, let's have him be possessed by the spirit of one of the dark writers of the apocalypse and have him kill a bunch of people. Yeah. Great. Great. <laughs> That's exactly what I want. It's from my Wally dark, West. Joe, don't you like Thank edgy you. and dark? Come on. Man, and that just reminds me of, uh, man, it was a long time ago. There was an X-Men series where I think Gambit became one of the four horsemen. It was not good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Gambit, but, was, I think Gambit became one. Wolverine became death for a while. Yeah. But uh, my, my last book that I read, and, and maybe some clarification. So I read Teen Titans. I, I could not stand the art whatsoever. Did not like it, which I know you said was a strength. Oh, so again, really? You don't, go like, back. you don't like oh, Sandoval? Yeah, I love Rafa Sandoval. I do, too. I don't know what it was. It, again, too. I'm, I'm just going to say that I'm grumpy this week. Um, <laughs> okay. yeah, I mean, it's fine right. to be grumpy. You can be a grumpy. So, the, but the, the ending is what I just didn't quite get. So, oh, the book, I, I'm, guess, the book I'm guessing make that any it sense. was hearkening to when Dick Grayson was Deathstroke. Because I remember, I think it was like at the end of Chick, Chick, uh, Chuck Dixon's run, or there was like when he was in Bloodhaven. Um, I remember him teaming up with Deathstroke. Like, yeah. is that what they're kind of alluding to? Or like, cause I looked at that last page. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's Deathstroke, but is that uh, Nightwing? I, I just didn't understand. Look, I don't know. And I don't think it's going to have any bearing on anything other than they're trying to do something shocking with this Teen Titans book. Cause like they're referencing the cartoon and stuff, it, like things that haven't even happened in the comics. And so I, I just don't know what they were doing and they did way too much. And by the time it was done, I thought to myself, should I read this again so I can try and understand it? And I started reading it again. It's like, no, no, nope. (laughs) We're done here. This is wacky. (laughs) It's just too much. Coward. No, I will. I will try to reread them. Although I am, I got an insane amount of 
uh, graphic novels I'm trying to get through, which in, which includes the Korvac saga because it's the one of the greatest Avengers stories ever told. Woo. And boy, boy, everybody, skip that first chapter of the Thor <laughs> annual. That took me like an hour and a half to read. <laughs> Yeah, it was so uh, slow. <laughs> I, I find myself uh, when people say uh, it's like, oh, this is one of the most definitive fill in the blank stories in the history of the franchise, in the history of these characters. And I'm like, OK, uh, in some cases, it's true. So you got your, you know, Spider-Man uh master planner saga you've got the death of gwen stacy sure you've got demon in a bottle it's yeah. like yeah okay days of the it. future past and then it's like, like that but then it's like the kree scroll war that's a tough read yeah that's it's one of those things where like <laughs> uh, people are like this happened in the comp when they watch the movies they're like this happened in the comics right and i'm like yeah but don't read it do yourself right. a favor and don't read it because you'll think I'm an idiot for ever reading and enjoying comics. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of them, uh, like a, a big one, it, it was like a, the Avengers Defenders War that they like made a big deal of trotting out and trade paperback for the first time a few years ago. And it's like, I looked at it. And I was like, this just, this does not look good. Well, <laughs> I, so, so I will, I will say is like, once you get past that first Thor annual, it was written by uh, Len Wein and if it goes to the Jim Shooter, which I know, like, you know, most people poo-poo on Jim Shooter, I actually am enjoying it a heck of a lot more. I wish somebody just told me, like, hey, just get through this first part, skim, and they're going to recap it all anyway, because um, I'm just, like, going through the first pages. But I will say, I love that Beast. Like, I, I, I've never read Beast in that manner, of where he's so jokey and, and hopping oh, around. Oh, man. Um, Aven- Avengers era Beast yeah. is the best. Absolutely. So much better than X-Men Beast. And, like, I liked Beast in the X-Men because I grew up reading that, but I didn't fall in love with Hank McCoy until I went back and read him in the Avengers. Oh, my God. He was so great. Yeah, so like, uh, a Beast, like, Beast being best friends with Wonder Man is, yeah. like, one of my favorite things. Ah, loved it. <laughs> so all right i've prattled on i know some other people are waiting appreciate you nerds and uh i will try to make this more regular all right ryan hey, thanks, good ryan. to talk to you man shonix is freaking here you kidding me this guy are you skipping work shonix what are you doing i'm, I'm trying to unmute you right now oh uh, i know i'm i'm uh i'm on vacation this week oh, so damn. it all worked out nice. how you guys been good we're so, we kind of got snowed in we had like this weird blizzard thing yeah, it wasn't like a whole lot of hate, snow, but it's enough to be a pain in the ass, you know? Yeah, it, 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 we didn't. We just got a little bit of that. It stayed south of us. Well, it was pretty nice. That's Fair good. enough. Let's talk yeah, nerd shit. Yeah, so I'm weather. safe. Let's get in the nerd business. What do you want to rap about? Well, man, I, you know, I, I got caught up on comics. I'd been behind for some time. And, you know, I've just got this eerie, weird feeling in the X-Men. Um, DC Universe, I'm not even a part of that anymore. Yeah. I'm more of the indie set. Because uh, those books have been killing it for me, uh, especially like Die and uh, and Die up. Die Die. I gotta catch awesome. up on Die Die Die. I know people have been screaming about how good that book is. It's 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 like Battle Pope. It's so out of control. Yeah, and off the wall, and it's so fun. And then they touch base with things that are kind of the craziness that's going on. And they keep in like real life. raising so, the stakes so, every episode too, or you're like, it's just like, really? <laughs> this is getting yeah. nuts. <laughs> That's a uh, Chris Burnham, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 
Um, but yeah, it's it's been weird. Uh, the X Men. It's just I, I have fun with some of the the outside books, like the Hellions and like uh, uh, what's the other one that uh, X Factor. Um, I'm kind of enjoying them, X-Factor. but then when I read X Men, I get so weirded out by the concept of what's actually going on that I. I don't know what to do. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. X Factor has improved so much. Like the first issue we read and reviewed, we were both kind of like, eh, I don't Agreed. know. Yeah. But like it really hit its stride. And now I'm I'm totally enjoying it. I really, I, Hellions was another one. Like I did not, I read that first issue. I'm like, oh, great. Another story where Havoc's a shithead and murders somebody. Great. Yeah. You know, like I feel the same way about Havoc that Joe feels about Wally West. Like I'm sick of you doing him dirty all the goddamn time. Like, oh, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. He's the best summers, but but, that's, but now that's Hellions book. is like telling a really good story. Zeb Wells is killing that book, man. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, especially with what they've done with some of those characters. I, I and- really like, I really like his take on uh, scalp hunter. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know the, I don't know if they're still calling him that. I don't know if that's, if, if that's exactly it. They just keep calling him by his name. Oh, Gray crow or whatever. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but like I, I really love uh, Zeb Wells's take on that dude and his baggage, and uh, uh, yeah, and uh, you know, Nanny and Orphan Maker being there is a treat. Yeah, and it's not just yeah, another yeah. like, oh, bad guys being forced to do good, but they're in a bad place with a bad attitude. So watch out for these. But no, they're like sort of. It's a redemption story, and it's really well, good. Yeah. Uh, well, all, all except Epath, who is just the running joke throughout the whole. I, yeah, I do, like, I do love that. <laughs> I mean, he's always running away because he's like, oh, nothing to, I got no minds here to do anything. I'm out. Maybe next time he gets killed, we don't have to bring him back. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, it's, that's the other thing, too, because it's like Scalp Hunter came from that clone era of Sinister and making yeah, all these yeah, clones. Yeah, yeah. And that's the other, I mean, with all these evil hands in the pot it is just and the whole swords thing really was kind of a letdown i don't know i don't know how long i'm in the x-men i really enjoyed the last issue where uh they're gonna like do like this you know vote for an x-men team i mean they're i don't know there's something that might be interesting about that yeah i do i dude i hit i i hit the midway point of x of swords and i like i just like full stop see I, I, and i, really I have not <laughs> i have not been able to give myself the time to get caught up because i know that if i just get past it i'll be able to enjoy the books that i like again yeah see. um because like i really love marauders um and uh like i, I love the whole like kitty pride as a sea captain like that tickles me um I, I like X of Swords, but I also love Apocalypse, and I always felt like they never fleshed that character out enough. I love all that magic, Saturnin and all that magic shit that's right out of Captain Oh, Britain. no, see, like, oh, love it. The second they, <laughs> the second they started, like, here are the 18 houses of Otherworld. Oh, and, I was just like, uh, more houses, like, here we go. <laughs> I, I felt this, like, glaze oh. cover my brain. Like a like a clay pot that you're about to put in a kiln. <laughs> Otherworld, Otherworld, when it was in the X Men, always kind of boggled my mind. Anyway, oh. so like when Saturnine was like showed up, I'm like, oh god. Oh, Shonix, sorry about that. I think I accidentally muted you, man. 
There you are. did. Sorry about that. You did. You did not like me bashing. You got, you got too excited. I love that other world shit and the magic X Men shit because it just takes me right back to the Captain Britain, like Alan Moore. And yeah. Like, oh, well, like the, love it. That oh. Excalibur <laughs> issue of the Excalibur issue of the Seven Swords or the Swords of whatever Seven Swords. But anyway, that one where uh, they kind of trick and get the two swords. I really enjoyed that having Betsy. Betsy and Brian together. It was, it was, that was good. Oh, but yeah. then some of the other ones just fell short for me. So yeah. Excalibur has been really hit or miss, really hit or yeah. miss. I've stayed on it because I do. I love Betsy so much and I love Brian so much. I'm not but rogue and gambit can go yeah to, i don't give yeah. shit about rogue and gambit no matter where they are and you uh, know what <laughs> mr and mrs x book was good i admit it was good but i i have such a lack of caring for those characters that even in a good right. book i was like ah, there's other shit i can be reading you know <laughs> couldn't they have fixed that in the eggs you know yeah couldn't they have fixed that whole thing <laughs> right and not have I, them like erase their relationship I, I will say that I have been, I have really been, uh, I, I jumped in with sword, even though I'm not caught up on the other books. And I think sword is really good. So it's very strong. Oh yeah. It's uh, fun. And like that children of the Adam book that they announced last year that still has not come out yet where it's like the, the teen versions. There's like a, there's not like a young girl cycle. Well, you know, the thing like, about that is they're they're I think that's going to be them actually doing that whole crossover egg thing. Oh. Like they did in the future and have all these Oh, so they're like power. the chimeras. Yes. Yes. And I think they're they're totally I think Marvel's playing it up. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's a red herring that's making us as readers believe that it's that's what it's going to be. It's got to be. But that's what I that immediately when I saw the whole lineup, I'm like this is totally this. It has to be because they have parts of everybody's powers and shit. Right. It's got And they're mixed. Yeah. They're mixed. They're they, like, there's, because like a Beast and Marvel Girl. Yeah. This is that, like a Beast and Marvel Girl one. And has like to the, be the Cyclops first Chimera. And yeah. I don't know. It's, but still, that stuff is interesting to me. I don't know. I'm into it. Right. I'm, I'm still it's, totally it's, in. It's still eerie though it's weird it's, it's so super weird. weird it is super weird and i am a, i'm still assuming more than a year in here i'm still assuming that hickman is going to reveal why it is super weird and it's not just weird because it's hickman you know what i mean yeah there's right. something going on there's but something. it's not not weird because it's hickman but it's also not <laughs> not weird because it's hickman yes <laughs> wheels with the right. wheels always with that guy so <laughs> well um yeah and on to the indie indie artist. Uh, I don't know. I I think I, Dan Mora is. I, I don't know if he's. I'm saying his name right. Uh, Dan Mora, yeah. Dan yeah. Mora's. Um, I mean, I don't know if he's really well known. I loved his claws. Uh, he's taken over Detective Comics, so he's he's going to be well known now. So <laughs> yeah, his Once and Future King. Yeah. That book and his art in that is gorgeous. just oh, it's amazing, and that storyline is great. I mean, Kieran. Karen Gillen is killing on anything I read right now. Did so. you read the Eternals book that came out last week that Kieran Gillen wrote? Um, no, I'm not yet. It's wild. No, <laughs> it, no. It's wild, man. Well, uh, he, yeah. It's Gillen and Asad Ribic. So like killer sure. team. And you need a weirdo like Kieran Gillen to write the Eternals. They're right. at some point in the future, we are getting an Eternals movie. Who knows friggin' when, but <laughs> What they kind of set up in this first Eternals book is interesting. And I think yeah. it makes me more interested in an Eternals movie 
if they're going to play it this way. Because it's still very much like the Jack Kirby idea of the Eternals, and it's not it's nothing crazy weird, but they're just sort of touching on some ideas that I guess make sense. I don't want to spoil yeah. anything. They make sense, but it also makes them a little more interesting. Well, good. Yeah. I, would, I just really like, I like what that guy does. His, that die book, that D&D type book that yeah. he does. Oh, I, I did amazing. not love, that was the only thing he did that I, I couldn't, I couldn't finish it. Oh, I'm still, a, I'm was, still rolling in it. It's it a little is too just... precious for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. I love caring. You're going. just mad because the game didn't make any sense to you. The game doesn't make a goddamn bit of sense. <laughs> it doesn't have to. <laughs> It's like, have you ever played a role-playing game? You can't just pick up a dice and go, all right, welcome to the gaming table, bro. You rolled a four. You're trolls traveling through time. You're like, no, what? <laughs> no. Oh, I love it. I uh, love it. All right, Sean, we got to wrap this up. So I'm actually having a yes, refrigerator yes. that's being delivered today. So Yeah, uh, you're right. You're right. Well, it's good to talk to you guys. Uh, you yeah, I usually work mornings, so I can't really call in, but uh, it was really good talking to you guys. Hey, today. you can leave a message. We'll play it on the show. I know. Okay, come on. I know. I'm I'm the lazy bastard. You really are. And I work at a grocery store, <laughs> really but we're getting are. into the slow time, I think. That's what they keep telling me. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's going to slow yeah, down. People, people famously stop buying groceries when the weather gets cold. Yeah, I don't use toilet right. paper until June, typically. So. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. Good to talk to you, man. Hey, you guys have a good one. Yeah. yeah, stay safe. Yeah, you too. Miss Branch, get Peter Parker on the phone. Yes, Mr. Jameson. All right, let's check these voicemails. Let's see what we got here. Tony Mathers calling in. I haven't heard from this dude in a while. you got to be kidding me. Hey, Joan Matt. It's Tony Mathers, and I'm just calling to let you know that I'm about to single-handedly save the comic book industry. Whoa! My six-year-old son asked me to buy him comic books because he wants to learn how to read better. So uh, I thought I, I ordered him the uh, Superman Family Adventures by Art Balthazar to get him started. Nice. And I was wondering if you guys can give me some more recommendations. He wants to stick with superheroes, you know, stuff that's kind of familiar to him that he's seen on TV. So anything Marvel would be great. If you guys can give me some recommendations uh, along those lines, uh, I'd really appreciate it. I know Balthazar did the Titans ones, but I want to kind of broaden his horizons just a little bit and get out of D.C., uh, but you guys also like to know that we've been just playing video games for the past couple months. We've, you know, beaten some Mario, some Battle Toads, and now we're playing uh, Lego 3, Batman Lego 3. And he asks me whenever Superman changes his costume to Clark Kent and Superman back and forth, he wants to know why Superman goes into the bathroom to do that. <laughs> yeah, try explaining to a six-year-old in 2021 what a telephone booth is. So, <laughs> Fair right. enough. Thanks, guys. Take care. Okay, so let's save this. I use it for an ask a nerd question. That's a great one. And parents are always looking or for comic pushers. Yeah. Or comic pushers. You're right. Uh, parents are always looking for good kids comics to put in front of kids. And okay. Just like your son, I had trouble reading when I was a kid. I had like an attention deficit disorder, believe it or not. I know it's crazy, uh, <laughs> but, wow. but it was comic books that made me start reading. And I, devoured them after that. And then I fell in love with reading books as well, you know, but I just wasn't really interested until I got comics in front of me. It is a great way to get your kid to read. And we will absolutely address this on comic pushers. Thank you for your call, Tony. So let's get into our answers to the question of the week here. I, I mentioned it earlier on the show is a couple books, one, one of which I reviewed the other one I did not review, but I went back and read cause it looked really interesting. The one that I reviewed is undone by blood which 
it was not a first issue that I loved. Joe and I both kind of had some problems with the way they portrayed the main character. This is the story of Ethel Grady. She returns to her hometown of Sweetheart, Arizona, with one thing on her mind, killing the man who murdered her family. But first, she has to find them. And it's like a revenge tale. It starts off with her reading this Western that is, like, beautifully painted. Really nice watercolored art by a guy named Sammy Cavella, who is killing this book. I caught up recently because I just heard that they got a TV deal and it's going to either be an FX show or something else, but it is coming to TV. So I figured I'll read the first four issues and I actually really enjoy it. Cavella is intensely talented though. Yeah. Yeah, man. And these pages, he, he goes from this sort of like sepia toned, washed out sort of old West storyline to very gritty, modern, like lots of deep reds and dark. And he colors it as well. And his art is incredible. Absolutely love him. Uh, the other book is called Bleed Them Dry, and that's from Aftershock. And it is billed as a ninja vampire tale, which makes me go, all right, I'll give it a try. <laughs> it's actually really good. I did not, this was one we just missed, and I'm not sure why. It was written by Elliot Rahal, but the art by a guy named Dyke Ruan, who is a name we have mentioned before, but I couldn't find any, like I looked him up and he's done some other books and I know we reviewed something he did, but his art is fantastic. It's really subtle when it needs to be. His point of view is just incredible and he can be detailed when he wants to, like showing these very future cities that this vampire story is taking place in, but he can also get really loose with his action where it, and it's just so kinetic and so good looking. It reminds me of it's this very Lee Weeks kind of motion. I love the style. I love the way the book looks. It, and it's not a bad book by any means. It's not bad. But the art is definitely the star. And I think Dykeron is someone we're going to see a lot more from in the future. You know, I don't have any actual. Uh, I guess I do. Um, I've got a few picks. Um but most of my picks are people that I've just found on Instagram. Uh, one of them, like Benjamin Mara is one of them. Uh, we've reviewed his books on the show before he did that. Um, one man, something, it was like terror exploder or whatever. Oh, <laughs> I forget yeah, the yeah, exact yeah, name yeah. of it. I can't remember. He has been serializing a comic book, every, a, 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 a four panel strip on Instagram every day for like the last I don't know, 460 some days. Damn. And it's called what me, what we mean by yesterday. And it's following the exploits of this teacher named Bruce as his day goes from bad to worse, uh, in a very like 1980s, uh, kind of grindhousey, um, comedy drama kind of movie. Uh, uh, like after hours, you know, that sort of thing where it's just like, and then he gets into a bar fight with a guy who right. accuses him of, of cheating at pool. Right. And then he accidentally takes, uh, he takes too much weird drugs while about to have illicit sex with some guys. <laughs> like, and it's it, like, it keeps compounding and compounding and compounding. And I, I keep waiting for it to hit this, like any sort of conclusion. Right. Or even 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 like a chapter conclusion. What is this guy's name? Just, so I can drop it in the Benjamin notes. Mara. Benjamin Mara. Uh, 
and it's it's just one ridiculous thing after another. Um, right now, he is drag racing against a group, uh, a, a car full of street youths after he just left the doctor after being diagnosed with some sort of lung worm parasite. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and like, like it sounds weird. Um, it's a super fast read every day and every day it's like the high point of me, like scrolling the internet. It's like, Ooh, he posted. Nice. I can't wait. Nice. Um, there is another, this is a couple, um, uh, uh, Yehuda and Maya Devere. They are, I believe, um, they are Israeli. Um, they are on Instagram. They, they both have their own, uh, respective accounts, but there's also one that's called, uh, Jude Devere. And it's like a collaboration of the, of, of the two of them. And they do, uh, semi-regular one panel strips that are just like slice of life. Uh, like they are a young family. They just, uh, they had a baby and uh, now they are expecting another. And it's like very sweet, um, but also like they are the most attractive people you've ever seen in real life. Like, because they post a lot of videos as well and they are like legitimately drop dead gorgeous human beings. <laughs> oh, so you follow them for the um, sexy, sexy pictures. Yeah, no, I mean, and it's not, that's not even what the, like the drawings are comedic. Right. Um, and, uh, but like in true Eastern comic book fashion, they have millions of followers. Right. And I had literally never heard of them until I found them on Instagram. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And so it's just so fun. It's so much fun to, to watch their lives progress through the, this series of comics. Um, my last pick, uh, is a guy we talk about on the show a lot, but whose work I cannot get enough of. And that's box Brown. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, every time, like I, I, I'm watching too, by the way, great follow. Yes. His Instagram is great. Um, and so like the answer to the bonus question for me is always Instagram. Instagram is the best place to go to find Instagram. Definitely great new artists, uh, that you've never seen before. Like I follow them on Twitter because they post links to their Instagram shit. And yeah, that, I'm, sure. I'm going to see it on Twitter. Cause I'm not always on Instagram. So, um, but like box Brown, like every, every time he talks about a, a project that he's working on, I'm like, Ooh, I can't wait till that comes out. Ooh, I can't wait till that comes out. And they're always so different from one another. Like, I think right now he's working on a book about he man. I'm like, I've never wanted to read anything more in my entire life. <laughs> but a box Brown retrospective about he man. And, uh, yeah. So yeah, those are some of my favorites right now and they are absolutely not household names in the States. Uh, and, um, they're just, they're crushing it. And I, I think it's so fun to watch these guys do their thing. Yeah. Some of the people I follow, uh, there's a guy named Kankor, C-A-N-K-O-R-R that does like these crazy heavy metal comic type things on Instagram. He, he'll draw characters every once in a while. Sometimes he'll just draw like a gnarly zombie dinosaur or something. And his art is crazy detailed and fucking awesome. Uh, Kickly is another one. K-I-C-K-L-I-Y. Uh, it's an artist out of Minnesota. I don't know if it's man or a woman. I don't know. But an artist out of Minnesota that does a lot of commissions and does themed commissions where they, he just like will say well i'm doing x-men and he starts painting x-men and they're incredible watercolor paintings like he did a series of uh transformers like old school transformers that i was 
seriously thinking about buying like six of them and had to talk myself off the ledge because I'm already in debt. Recently <laughs> was doing giant robots. There's a Mecha King Kong that he painted that is killing me. It's literally killing me. It's so fucking cool. <laughs> oh, Ed Piscor, his Instagram oh, yeah. is awesome. And he's drawing a new comic called Red Room. That is. Oh yeah. Some terrifying horror thing. Yeah. And it is over the edge nuts horror like crazy he got excited he does a show called cartoonist kayfabe which is wonderful yeah with jim rug wonderful it's on youtube and they did a show about like the outsider comics of new york back in the 80s that were like these super violent gang comics and stuff and like they're by no means high art but the attention to detail and the violence and the ridiculousness of the stories are incredible and they're super hard to find, like really, really hard to find. And they've collected, they've amassed a huge collection and he got so into it that he decided to like do this very grindhouse horror book. And it's just, it is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> and it's fucking awesome. I love it. He's a wonderful Instagram follower. This is a great question. This is a lot of That was a good question. I was worried that I wasn't going to be able to actually come up with anything because it's hard. It's hard to it's hard to remember uh, sometimes the names of artists that you don't see in the media a lot. Oh, well, like, yeah, I mean I had image some, books and I went back like to that. do some homework because I couldn't remember these guys' names. Absolutely. Yeah. Um but yeah, like I just um I really appreciate that that like shout out to people that are doing work outside of the big three and uh yeah they deserve your attention just as much as anybody else all right joe patrick before we get out of here set us up with a new question of the week for these nerds all right this week's question was submitted by morgan lafrancais via the forums and forgive me i'm doing a little bit of uh localization on the fly here because he french do you think being a supervillain or a superhero depends on what type of superpowers you have? For example, it's pretty easy to be a hero if you've got Superman-type powers. What, what do you have to lose? You're not really risking much. Yeah. But if you're able to walk through walls, aren't you pretty much set on being some sort of cat burglar or a bank robber? Or a pervert. Or a prevert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if, like what if your arms turn into mechanical guns, you know? Yeah. That sort of thing. I mean, like, maybe you can be a good guy, but <laughs> chances are. <laughs> no, I like this. It's a and it's a larger question. Like, give examples too. Let's talk about Yeah, characters. like I, I wanna toss in like a kind of bonus. Like, what are your favorite examples of comic book characters that kind of buck that expectation where you're like oh this guy should be a villain based on his whole deal but he's not well and on the other side i'll take characters that never had a chance like nope you're just oh fucked. yeah like swarm sure. we, we uh, swarm for example your power is you're a living group of nazi bees well bad news <laughs> you're a bad yeah, guy right. exactly exactly <laughs> I, I get it you're storming the capital you think you're doing the right thing but you're a bad guy sorry <laughs> so <laughs> We'll do that next week right here. Same THN time, same THN channel. You know the rules how to contact us. Do it. Contact us. All right? Play along. We want to hear from you peeps. We don't have a show without you. And thank you to everybody that did play along today. That's it for us this week. My name is Matt Baum. My name is Joe Patrick. And this is the Two-Headed Nerd.